ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to 20th Century Geek Bite Size. As usual, Julie and I will be taking a concept or a pitch or an idea and discussing it for just half an hour, trying to limit ourselves on our sort of rambling conversations that we have. Uh, first and foremost, Julian, how are you doing? You okay? I'm doing awesome. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. I think today's topic is going to be uh, uh, difficult to keep to the 30 minutes, but we're definitely going to try. <laughs> um, today's topic, as we all know, Disney now own everything that is Fox Studios. Um, and they have done some stuff. Obviously, they've, they've bought a load of stuff. What should they be doing with it? And that's what we're going to be tackling today. What should Disney be doing with all the stuff they've got in the vault for Fox Studios? So I'll throw it over to you, Julian. What are your thoughts? What do you think Disney should be doing with all of this many, many films and many, many franchises? Well, rather pathetically, I've thought about this a lot <laughs> over the years. Um, and, I, and I think that I didn't grow up with the love for these Fox franchises like, you know, Alien and Predator and, and uh, stuff like that as much as I did other uh, franchises. But I want to see them successful. And I think it's cool that they're doing different things than some of these other franchises. So I do feel invested in them. I like <clears throat> when there's a new Alien movie. Um, but... I think, you know, first of all, we should we should say a little bit of history that these franchises have, despite multiple Predator and Alien movies, have not performed great at the box office. Mm -hmm. There's been a kind of failure. They've done okay, but never, in, like all those Predator, you know, reboots or soft reboots never get a sequel, right? Like, no. you're never going to go back to that Predator planet, you know? <laughs> um, so, um, so there's a kind of like, failure there um you know while not a catastrophic failure still a failure to launch and then um secondly we should say there's there are these rumors i think one alien tv series has been confirmed there's rumors that really it's going to be like three uh and i applaud that we don't know any details yet so as we're recording this um my idea <laughs> you know i go big or go home my idea is basically that, you know, they try to unite the Alien and Predator franchises in Alien versus Predator. Mm. That is now incompatible with the Alien prequels begun with Prometheus and continued in Covenant. Um, and also the AVP movies are not good. So, mm. you know, we're going to get rid of those. But I, I want to see a Fox science fiction universe. And the idea is... Fox has a lot of classic films, not just Alien and Predator, but a lot of classic movies and franchises. And you can now combine these with a few Disney ones. And the idea is to create a sort of like holistic, everything in the kitchen sink, everything that's remotely compatible. Um, and I think that, you know, it's fun. Like you see the, the Wayland Corporation from Alien, you know, like people have tried to like connect that to Blade Runner, you know, mm -hmm. and sort of establish these connections. So basically the way the chronology would work is that the beginning uh, of the franchise is basically dominated by X-Files. So X-Files is in there, you own it. And the X-Files becomes the vehicle. I mean, it's very episodic. You can then say, okay, uh, the shape of water happened in that universe. Tron happened in that universe. The fly happened in that universe. Predator happened in that universe. The yeah. abyss happened in that universe. Uh, you know, and then Predator 2, you know, all of these other ones. And you could 
you know, continue the X-Files, all those X-Files spinoffs happen in that universe. You need some sort of like additional material, animated or not, to kind of like connect some dots. But basically all of this, I mean, you can have Scully and Mulder in an animated episode investigate the fly, right? Mm. Like, you know, and the Bartok science industries <laughs> and connect Bartok science industries to Wayland from Prometheus. Uh, and then you get the the alien movies, the alien prequels, uh, the main alien films, um, you know, and um, and then I had the idea that, you know, that becomes the dominant future vision. Fortunately, that doesn't have a lot of stuff that takes place on Earth. So it's pretty open as far as what you're doing. Uh, and I even had the idea that it takes place later. Firefly can be in this universe. So the far future is Firefly. And that's all part of the same universe. Now we can throw stuff in and make this kind of, um, you know, sci-fi universe. It's not superheroes, but it is all-encompassing. And you can you can have, you know, the fly with Firefly if you want. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's my idea. I love that. And I was thinking, so I was thinking about the, as you said it, I was thinking about the Star Wars <clears throat> universe um, and how they've got to a point now where you've got eras. You know, you've got sort of like the the old Republic or the High Republic, whatever you want to call it, and then you've got through to um, you know the sort of the prequel era where that was recorded. You've, to, you've now got a timeline, and whether you want to do the films or you know whether they base it on the Battle of Yavin and it goes from there. But you can say, like, oh, yeah, this happened like 7,000 years ago and this happened t 10 years ago and here's the timeline. I'm loving what you're saying is actually we're going to have a sci-fi universe that's going to have a, f a proper fixed timeline. Like, yeah, yeah, the X-Files all happened. And if anything, because you're now introducing a wider sci-fi universe, we can tidy up that real clusterfuck of an end. <laughs> mm -hmm. So brilliant. That makes that a lot more sensible. But you say Predator happened. In the in this in this sci-fi universe, forget the others because they all don't make a great deal of sense. You could probably keep Predators um, because I, I would keep all of them. I would keep all the Predator movies. Shove them all in, you know. Have well, have Molly and Scully, 90, you know, investigate what happened. Nineteen ninety-seven Los Angeles was yeah, it was a very different time. You could do, I suppose. Um, but yeah, and I like the fact the fact that you say that these things, you know, you've got a future where. Um, in, in the 80s, there was an incident where Brundlefly was created. Because I, I love that that's a small story, like not many people involved. And, you know, the industry, the, the company that sort of instigated that is is a subsidiary or it becomes a subsidiary of Wayland Utani. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's linked through to that. So you can have the pods be used and it all builds up to a future where these things have happened. I love that idea. I, I think that would be great. And again, like the, the opportunity to do multimedia. If you had a story group that did this, mm -hmm. that kept all this in line as they do with now with the with the Star Wars universe, like you know, you go, yeah, we're gonna have, uh, a, you know, I know IDW do the, or is it uh, IDW or Dark Horse do the X Files comics? But no, no, we're now gonna have a Marvel comic uh, X Files comic series, and because we own this, we're gonna have um, whatever Gina Davis's character was in the Fly. She's going to appear in this when they they talk about these other. They're going to hunt her down to talk about this other thing and da da. da. Yeah, okay, you can do all kinds of things with that. <laughs> well, I'm glad you like it because you know it's it's bizarre, but I think that it enhances all of those properties in a mm. way it makes it all more interesting. 
and you have a, a ready-made universe where you can set those series, you know, new series, do new properties, you know. I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot of technology out there, you know, and you can kind of connect it all and connect the dots and, like you said, have different eras. Um, mm. No, I, I think that'd be really cool. And like you say, if you had, if you had that, because you do include things like, say, Firefly and, and, yeah, Firefly happens after the, you know, what you've seen with Ripley and Aliens and that sort of thing. Forget Prometheus, and or you say throw everything in. I, I, I throw everything in that I can. Right? I like, yeah. I like having to explain continuity problems. You know, that's part of the the job. It's yeah. I, and I love, I mean, Prometheus has its problems, but I mean, I, I like Covenant, you know, I mean, I, I, this is an ambitious trilogy that, that I want finished. I want, you know, to actually see it finished. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, Firefly is like uh, 2,500 or something, you know, uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's a few centuries after Alien, so anything could happen. And hey, we got a lot of great properties all in this timeline, uh, you know. Yeah, so and you can definitely pitch? build up to those things. So, I I sort of went um, a, a bit more corporate. Let's put it that way. Um, so I looked and thought, okay, they've got all the different properties, all the things. I'm going to have a look at them from three different buckets, and they're going to be there's or four actually. There's sort of four different buckets because there's always the do nothing approach. So do, your first one is do nothing. This is a this is a do not touch. You know, it sits on its own. We'll probably release it. It'll be on Disney Plus Star or whatever. You know, it'll be a uh, an IP that we'll just release on in some sort of media. Leave it alone. Then you've got sort of uh, what I was saying was my bucket A, which I would say was calling my clean slate reboot. So here's a bunch of things that I think, okay, we can give this a clean slate reboot. We've got things we now own that we can do all kinds of things with. One of the ones I sort of threw in was the Omen. Because although I, I love the first one, the second and third one don't make a whole heap of sense. <laughs> and the ending of the third one's a massive disappointment. Um, and so I was like, all right, let's do that. You've got, we're now in an era where you could do a period piece um, omen set in the late 70s, you know, and then you're building up to a 2020, 2025 omen three where you do have someone. Um, coming up through politics and sort of thing, you know, I think it'd be quite relevant. Mm -hmm. So, I was like, okay, there you go. There's your clean reboot. Um, other ones I did think about, sort of like, you know, um, the things like Planet of the Apes. I was like, okay, you finish that one. Maybe not straight away, but that's really worked as another reboot. Do we have other stories to tell in that? What could we do with that? Another clean reboot, maybe do something different. Then I had. Um, my second one, well, my third book, I suppose, which is my sequel IP. So where am I going to go with sequels? And in that one, I had uh, Kingsman mm. and um, a couple of films like that, really. I, was just, I haven't really got the list, but yeah, those were films I was like, this is doing all right. I'm just going to carry on letting these be made. Like You've got The Kingsman that's, supposed, that's been made and supposed to come out at some point. That's a nice little quiet universe that's going to, you know, it's doing its thing. It's good fun maybe make it a little bit let's say hope the third one's good because i really i love the first one i enjoy the second one 
I'm hoping that the third one is a prequel, so let's see if it's any good. But yeah, there's something there we can do the Kingsman universe. It can become like James Bond or something like that. You've got this little thing I can play around with. Leave that alone. And there's other like, sequel things. Then I had, similar to what you were saying, it becomes my multimedia IP. So, and I think Kingsman sort of falls into this bucket. But like, okay, what am I going to do where it's going to be, right, well, this is the stuff I can do tv series i can do more films i can do comics i can do books where's this where's that bucket and again that's where sort of alien and predator sort of tickle my brain in that because i know that marvel are going to do an alien comic series as well in march so i was thinking again again alien predator planet of the apes avatar you've got all these ips i'm like that's my sort of expanded stuff do all kinds of different pieces with those let's see what we can you know get out of it and then i started thinking similar to you about the 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 the, um, the universe. And yours is 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 all encompassing, and I love that. Mine was mine's less so, um, but has hopefully room for growth. So I started to think about. There's never been an action shared universe. Mm. So I was yeah, like, okay, yeah. So what what are they own? So you know they've got like Die Hard, Commando, Transporter. So I was like, okay, these are you got aging people there that are coming up. So, you know, less said about Die Hard Five, the better. But like Arnie's just a, you know, he's aging out. But like, I want a world where John McClane and John Matrix exist. <laughs> and so, um, so I wanted to do that, and I wanted sort of like to have it be where John, not so John McClane and John Matrix, you'd have Bruce Willis and Arnold Schwarzenegger on screen together. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, almost become like not so much like the Nick Fury, but that sort of thing. They instigate it. Um, and then, you, you know, you could bring, I would like to bring back, and I love the transport. The transporter films are ridiculous, oh, yeah. but they're so much fun. Um, not much, much, not much, much refuel. That was a bit garbage, but bring back Jason Statham as another one. And then I would build on that. And like, you know, you don't even have to acknowledge it. You just go, okay, we're going to have this action. I've got a buddy cop film. I've got a gritty cop film. And I've got this film. And you just lay the little eggs that say, these all exist in the same universe. Mm -hmm. And you can lay the thing again of them sort of like, a bit like, you know, we've sort of said this with other comic things where um, that you, you lay the seeds of there's a bigger conspiracy and all of a sudden these cops from all across all these actions they don't have to be cops they can just be you know um as, you know as always they're sort of a well-trained person like you know they know martial arts or whatever so you, you start off these smaller action films and they culminate into this the biggest action film you know that doesn't involve super heroics and intergalactic warfare you know ever and just have a a badass sort of like um t- you know almost like the a team but like not the a team of action films um is what i want to build up to with 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 this stuff now that they've got the opportunity to do it yeah sort of like uh the expendables but with the characters from these classic movies come yes. in the same movie together i love this idea i it's like if i had the fox sci-fi universe you've got the yeah. fox action universe and yeah. it never occurred to me like it's, it's i love that idea and this was it because if you know because kingsman's too crazy to include in it i was like, oh, and i, I kind of like that being on its own mm-hmm. but i was like but yeah yeah if i could have arnold schwarzenegger as john matrix just in the first film kicking it all off or even being like you know being the connective tissue 
and having like an aging Bruce Willis, sort of like a retired cop pulled back in. Like I do Die Hard Six, and I'd use that. I would almost maybe even have Bruce Willis killed off in a sequel. Not Bruce Willis, sorry, John McClane. I'm not going to kill yeah. off Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> Vicious plans for Fox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Real problems with Bruce. But like, you know, you can. You, I would like to see them kill off a main. Like, mm-hmm. if, could you imagine a film where, like, where John McClane hands the torch to someone else and dies on screen? Like, like, you know, that's if done right and not just done for, um, you know, shock and 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 tear jerking. Like, would be really like. Wow, yeah, they've taken this character and they we've literally seen John McClane die on screen. Um yeah. I think it would be really interesting. But you know, it, it's a foundation that I'd like to see them build on. Like, you know, because we don't get the action films like we used to. And I'm not looking to get like Chuck Norris, you know, invasion US invasion USA, you know, crap. I want like solid new action stars coming through and use this as the foundation and have a, a an action shared universe. I love that idea, man. It's very <laughs> smart. I just think, you know, because the thing is, as well, blockbusters are on their on the way on the wane at the moment. You want slightly smaller budgets. I don't. I'm not asking for a hundred million dollars. I'm asking sort of like you could probably do a lot of these action films with a lot less. Oh yeah. And you know, um, you know, if especially if you kept them slightly different as well. You know, if you had like a a, a martial arts focused. Um, Again, you know, you, I'm not trying to force a diversity, but like you could really, like you, if you had, I hate the phrase chop socky, that's what they were called, but like you have that sort of like Asian infusion sort of action film, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, with with a really solid martial arts star from 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 Asia, and then you've got like a proper um, full full blooded American type action star as well, and then you know you get some other bits and pieces through it, and you, know, you really map out. Like, yeah, you could end up with like an inter- you know this this, this continent hopping action film <laughs> where uh-huh. all these guys like all right look we're not going to be all doing the same it's not going to be they're all lined up to face a bunch of baddies like they all have separate skills that they can then use to for the culmination of this final thing um yeah that's that's what I want to see. Well, one of the reasons why I love these sort of shared universes, you know, I don't, I don't love them because of like the experience with Marvel or how it's kind of like failed at DC and, and been constraining. But one of the reasons why I love it is that you can take um, these classic movies, you know, yeah. and classic stories that really more people should watch, um, you know, that just are rightly have a place in the pantheon of sci-fi or action or whatever it is and say, Hey, that's part of a a larger tapestry. And, you know, off screen, we were talking about judge dread and how much we love just continuing narratives, you know, that there's a bulk of material set in this universe. And I think that, you know, seeing that universe evolve, you know, having, you know, saying to somebody like, Hey, it's a, it's an action series. We've grandfathered in like 15 action movies. And, you know, like this is a big universe. Not all of them are going to be great. Some of them are classics that no, you know, no Marvel or DC movie can, you know, uh, compare to some of these genre defining classics from the 70s and 80s. I mean, how awesome is it to have that star 
in your, you know, universe. So, I mean, for me, I, I just, I love this idea not to be bogged down by continuity, but just to be able to, you know, see these universes evolve and say like, yeah, technically it's all tied together. It just makes it a lot more interesting for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm just having a quick look to remind myself, but like romancing the stone. So mm -hmm. romancing the stone and Jewel of the Nile, they're both 20th century Fox. So, yeah. um, you know, Gene Wilder and, uh, you know, uh, that character. So you, you can, you can introduce Michael Douglas, um, you know, these aging action stars handing things over to people, um, would be it just be really fascinating. I mean, look at 20th Century Fox, you know, also owns um, Independence Day, the, the day the, the earth is still the Martian. Mm, um, yeah, oh my god, it owns Zardoz. <laughs> I know, I, I saw that when well, so so I excluded uh, like the day the earth is still one of my favorite yeah. movies. Um, but because it doesn't fit with the rest of the other stuff. Uh, and, and, but same thing with um, some of the other stuff you mentioned, just doesn't fit. Um, but, you know, it occurred to me, like, you know, in terms of my thing, like uh, the sci-fi thing, you can put Indiana Jones in there. Now, that would yeah. piss off some people, but really that is not incompatible with the X-Files, you know? And by the time you get to, like, the alien years, it's like, yeah, we've kind of forgotten all those supernatural things that are technically part of the same universe. We're just not going to see them because we're out in space by now. Um, yes. But, I mean, I would love, I mean, imagine if, you know. I mean, yeah, it's amazing how much Fox owns. And you're talking, you know, we're talking about, you know, just amazing stuff from the library of science fiction and action that is getting no traction right now. Nobody is watching it. Nobody's talking about it. It's not even getting played on cable channels. Um, you know, Disney has started cracking down on movie theaters playing these as sort of like rerun showings because they're sort of blocking yeah. them in the Disney fault. Um, but that's one way of just like removing access to them to generate false scarcity and false interest. What if instead you reinfuse them with franchise potential and linked them up and said, yeah, those are all chapters in the action universe or the sci-fi That and I love that idea, especially with the your idea of the, the, the sci-fi universe, the evolving sci-fi universe that say, you, yeah, why not have Indiana Jones in that, you know, the, the supernatural that fits in with the X-Files perfectly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they had the supernatural as well as the sort of the science fiction. So you could have that transition, like you say, and the X-Files almost acts as that transition where you have the supernatural and the sci-fi weaved in and then becomes comes out the other end and then in a hundred years time or whatever the distance future is yeah we're going to focus on aliens and predator and um yeah it all there's there's nothing in those films that contradicts the continuity of them right. having happened in fact actually when you think about it indiana jones especially the end of raiders where you see um the uh the the warehouse with all the stuff in and they have the, the ark of the covenant in there that's that's like x-files bread and butter that's absolutely <laughs> so, and wayland yutani can get a hold of it at some point yeah, you know yeah, like, Wayland, exactly like yeah, some wayland government yutani. official could say i know the the warehouse you know there's this uh ark of the covenant or this weird sci-fi device from aliens that was you know found in there let's uh give it to you well, to reverse engineer those, those fifth dimension jumping aliens at the end of Crystal Skull again, like that, 
that sort of like you know Mulder's was like numbing that up. That's that's all kinds of fantastic for him, despite the film being crap. But um, <laughs> I I love that idea. That's that's getting my vote. That is this this full on. I want to see that. You know, someone out there on the internet do this. Take all those sort of sci-fi and elements we've just talked about and produce for me a timeline. So I want to see it start with. Oh, I've you know, got it in Microsoft Word. That's what I do. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> that's, that is going up somewhere. We're putting that out there because I think that's amazing. I'm so like, we see that start with Indiana Jones. It starts at the start of the, well, would it start with the 20th century? You, I'm not sure if you could go back any further in the film catalog. Yeah, I don't have anything before but, Indiana Jones and, and yeah. Shape of Water is in the 60s. So there we go. We've got something that goes through from the sort of like the 30s through to the, the, the 50s, and you've got the 60s, every, so you've got all the 20th century covered, and then off into the future. Um, I'm, I'm going to encourage Julian to turn that into a into something, and I'm going to put that somewhere for everybody to see, <laughs> and then I'm going to send it to Bob Iger, and <laughs> uh, and we're going we're gonna to make that happen. Um, well, you know, if they, if they just had the... Uh smarts to put me in charge of the sci-fi universe and you in charge of the action universe and we'll consult back and forth you know yeah, and uh we'll have some uh, power lunches i sit i'm happy to be sitting having uh like i say power lunches and meetings with john favreau and kathleen kennedy and, and uh kevin feige talking about the shared universes that we're all going to create <laughs> that's what we're, that's what we're gonna do this is it this is the stepping stone take us on that journey okay Brilliant. Yeah. Fun. yeah, that was a good one. I'm uh, yeah, see that's it. We've just saved Disney. Well, saved it, as we say. We saved um, Disney yeah, doing great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one thing I should say is I think we've highlighted to the last piece before we go is the fact that you you hit the nail on the head. Disney now own an absolute wealth of classic movies in their vault. And some of those just do not get the play that they deserve. Um, some of the films I was just looking on the films on those films haven't even got like a blue Blu-ray release. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just said about *Romance in the Stone* and *Jewel of the Nile*. No, they've got they're on DVD. You can go, but no Blu-ray release. I love that *Romance in the Stone*. Such a good film. A classic. Yeah. Uh, so there's so you know one of the things I found the other day, and I think Disney must own it through their thing. Young Sherlock Holmes doesn't have a blu-ray release in this country in, in mm. britain that's tragic that film is amazing <laughs> so yeah, they sure. are they are sat on a gold mine and they are not utilizing it in my opinion but yeah okay so there it is i think i think that was uh, if we were going to say winners and lose on that one you won that one that was awesome oh, i don't um, know uh, that, that's uh that's uh getting a big tick from me so anyway, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen what do you think disney should be doing with the fox studios back catalog uh, for the future should they be doing more shared universes do you want more shared universes or do you think they should just bin it all and just carry on doing what they're doing how about you let us know down in the comments let us know what you think uh, disney or what they're going to call it now is it going to be called fox studios or whatever it's going to be called should be doing with their back catalog and all the ip uh, franchise options that they have and hit anyway. subscribe uh, <laughs> yeah i'm and, terrible yeah, share with your friends that's it share this subscribe uh, and do all the things that you're supposed to do with the youtube channel because i am terrible at that bit 
but we will be putting this out on social media but thank you very much anyway for watching uh, and julian thank you very much for um frustrating me by us not having that shared sci-fi universe in my life well my pleasure but scott and and i was nervous doing all of these pitches because every time we talk about movies on uh stories out of time and space I always have like vague ideas for how to improve it. And you're like, you know what? <laughs> and then you just blow me out. And I'm like, oh, that's so smart. Like he's thought about this. You know, that's such a clever fix. So, you know, I had to think for these. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That was a little bonus episode we've been throwing out there for, uh, not just for shits and giggles, but we wanted to try this thing. We did it for uh, YouTube. And now we're sort of uh, throwing it out as a podcast. Please come and let us know what you think do you think this you would like to hear us talk about more topics like this me and julian not just doing your usual stuff but actually sort of taking on some wider topics maybe uh let us know come onto the social medias if you've listened to this on 20th century geek come and find us at 20th century geek on uh twitter and everything else if you've listened to this on uh, stories out of time and space please come and find us on po at pod time space or better still come visit the website www uh 20th century geek.com that's 20th century geek.com come on there and, and contact us or leave a uh, comment under the podcast and leave all the reviews as well and also finally check out our patreon because there's loads more of julian and i talking there's a link down below for that so anyway ladies and gentlemen thank you very much i appreciate your time and we'll talk again soon mm -hmm.